0: listening to Soft Skills 101, Life Skills for Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes with the aim of real interaction with a small class and a teacher who is experienced in his or her field. On top of standard elementary to high school classes, we also have tutoring, special needs, and academic advising. True North also offers self-paced courses consisting of everything from 3D modeling to culinary arts. We strive to build a community that is real as possible in spite of digital format. Our students write each other, joke with each other and their teachers. We come from a Judeo-Christian worldview with the ultimate aim of honoring God and preserving Western culture. True North, stay true.
1: Hello everybody. This is Lee Nearing with Soft Skills 101, Life Skills for a Digital Age. I am super excited to introduce to you all Kim Cromer. Um, Kim Cromer is the Executive Director of the NCFCA. Um, NCFCA is the third largest speech and debate club in the country, and it is primarily made up of homeschoolers. As Executive Director, Kim provides vision and operational oversight for the organization. She holds an MS in Human Nutrition from Clemson University and a BS in Biology from the University of South Carolina. Her initial love for educating young people grew as she taught at several community colleges and Christian high schools before homeschooling her own three daughters through high school. Once her girls were old enough to participate in NCFCA, she found a new outlet for encouraging both parents and young people in their faith, leadership, and communication skills. Before becoming Executive Director, she served as Regional Director for Regions 4 and 9 and as NCFCA Director of Forensics. Her prayer is to see a generation of young people with a firm foundation of faith and an understanding of how to apply and winsomely articulate truth to their world. So I'm super excited to have Kim on today to talk about the soft skill of leadership. Welcome, Kim.
2: It's so exciting to be here, Lisa. Thank you. It has been fun to kind of stay connected, but to, you know, to get to catch up because our kids are growing up quickly. Um, Mackenzie is uh, just finishing her master's degree with the University of Virginia um, wow. she is studying um, Asian languages and cultures so she's married to um, a young man from India and so she is fluent in Hindi and Urdu um, wow. and no we didn't ever do that in in our homeschooling world um, but it's been exciting to see where that has taken her. Um, Morgan is also married and just finished her undergraduate degree at the University of Oklahoma in psychology. Mm-hmm. So yeah. kind of along your family yeah. lines as well. i um, getting ready to start a master's program. And Madison is a junior here in Washington State with us. Um, she's still about four hours away, but studying um, journalism at Western Washington University.
1: Wow, that's amazing. They're talented girls. So you, how did you guys get involved in NCFCA? Um, how did, did, was this something you always thought you would do? Um, it's not something I always thought I would do. In fact, I didn't
2: do speech or debate. I don't even think my high school had a debate program. Um, but a friend, through another classical educator, invited me um, when Mackenzie was 12 um, to attend a um club demonstration of the speech and debate and I thought well I can hang out and have coffee with my friend so absolutely you know we'll we'll go and Mackenzie was um, a precocious child um, you know being typical firstborn and it was an opportunity for us to kind of channel her interests and honestly that first night we realized that we had found our people mm. you know They were interested in learning to not only how to speak, but how to um, know what they believe and why they believe it. And then to articulate that well and to do it in a, in a way that is winsome and glorifying to God. Mm -hmm. So for us, that was, that was, you know, it was kind of the culmination of all the skills that we wanted to have, Mm -hmm. you know, classical education could give you, the skills um, and, the, and the grammar, the information, the great foundation, but really even to develop that rhetoric. This is where debate in particular, but speech as well, gave, gave us an opportunity to have fun. Um, the competition side of it really provides um, a little bit of a dangling carrot um, to kind of drive that skill set. So it was a great opportunity for, you know, for our family to kind of do some things together um, that everybody enjoyed. So all three girls were
1: involved and did um, both speech and debate. Cool. So I was talking with uh, my prayer partner this morning and we were just praying that we would both be able to speak the truth in love. And I think (laughs) I'm really good at speaking the truth. I'm really good at being loving, but doing it together at the same time, especially with some winsome, you know, persuasion, it's really a difficult skill set, isn't it? Like how many people can really do that?
2: (laughs) Right. Right. It's about being clear and loving, right? Enough enough love that it can
1: be um, still, that truth can be palatable. Right. So have you seen the speech and debate really grow your kids' leadership skills, and That's what we're focusing this month on the podcast on soft, the soft skill of leadership, and you you read a lot about leadership, um, and and servant leadership. But how what pragmatic things have you seen this developing? That's a great question, Lisa. I really feel like it, there's
2: a direct application. You know, being able to clearly articulate goals or directives or your your own opinion about a certain topic really gives people a sense of, of the ability to, to communicate with you. And Mm -hmm. so through that, you know, I feel like those communication skills really allow you to, to lead well. Mm -hmm. So um, we have a small group of our affiliate students who are um, elected to a student advisory council
1: mm-hmm. um,
2: through NCFCA. And so they're from around the country um, and we do a study of leadership and talk about the, the very practical ways that they can can use the skills that they have through NCFCA and through you know, the, their communication with making people feel welcome,
1: mm-hmm.
2: with developing relationship of not being afraid of um, having a conversation with someone who doesn't necessarily believe what you believe Mm -hmm. um, and having that be winsome, you know, and that's really something that's desperately needed Mm -hmm. today. You know, the, the idea of civil discourse Mm -hmm. of being, being able to present an opposite um, opinion, but in a way that that does make it palatable. It does come back to that, that truth and love that you talked about.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. So you, th- so these student leaders actually go through a whole study on leadership with you. I it do. sounds like wow, that sounds fascinating. I'd love to get your book list, <laughs> or maybe sure. you could su- suggest a couple books for our listeners too. Because I know we just did a study in one of our classes. The kids had to all present a book on leadership to the rest of the class, and. Um, there were some good ones, um, but I'm always on the lookout for new ones. So absolutely, yep. yeah, I'd be happy to do that. Okay, good. But your degree is in nutrition, right? I mean, <laughs> you're you're not like a debate. You're not like a lawyer. I mean, I not nutrition is awesome, but this was probably not a career field you thought you'd go into yourself. And now you're the executive director, yes, and it's yes. a, this is not just like a regional um, group, or it, I mean, does it go outside of the? Boundaries of the United States. Even is it an international group? Technically, no. At the moment, we are a national
2: organization. We do have affiliates, of course, in um, out in our beautiful area of Hawaii, um, uh-huh. and we also do have a few affiliate families who are on the Canadian border who do come over into the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, and affiliate with us um, and attend tournaments. You know, the long-term goal is that maybe that's where we could go. Uh-huh. Um, but we'll see what the Lord has for us.
1: Uh-huh. How has this developed your leadership? I mean, <laughs> it's just kind of funny to watch where you've ended up like here you are the executive director.
2: It's really true, Lisa. You're right. I never envisioned this particular route. Um, I never really envisioned myself as being a homeschool mom either. But NCFCA is um an organization. We are the third largest speech and debate organization in the country. Um, so we serve Um, about 4,000 students every year, okay? So those are families um, who primarily are homeschool families. Um, A couple of years ago, we opened our eligibility to other Christian families who wanted to uh, participate with us who are um, attending maybe a private Christian school or a university model school. But um, really, it's given me an opportunity to to walk alongside those families mm-hmm. and to really help serve them well. Mm-hmm. Um, because now being on the other side with all my kids gone, um, it's really nice to be able to walk alongside parents. Um, mm-hmm. NCFCA is such a, um, a rich organization with really high caliber volunteers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we are almost primarily volunteer driven. You know, we have a, a national leadership team. And then we have um, a regional director in each of our eleven regions, but really, I- even those regional directors are volunteers who are, you know, spending lots of time walking alongside parents and, um, you know, hopefully helping them help their students. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah, I love that model. Ecclesiastes four nine says two are better than one because they yes. have a good return for their labor, and if we can just connect with people who are part of our tribe. It helps them develop their leadership. It helps us develop our leadership. Mm-hmm. What do you think is the number one reason why we should even care about leadership? As Christian homeschoolers, why should we why should we attend to that even?
2: You know, I think it's the Great Commission. It, it's go it's go and tell mm-hmm. and being able to share, being able to lead and to be listened to, not always to be agreed with. You know, and that that's the thing. Um, I think there's there's sort of a misnomer with with leadership in terms of, you know, in order to lead well, you have to kind of be the boss. And that's really not true. You know, you have leadership roles in your homes, leadership roles in your small communities, in your church. Um, it doesn't have to be running an organization. Um, so we see application everywhere and, and we just, we feel like this is the very best gift that we can give our students is the ability to communicate because then they can lead wherever the Lord calls them mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. You know,
2: in their future.
1: Yeah. What are a couple tips you've been in, you've been teaching speech and debate and leading people as they're teaching it for a long time now, what are a couple tips you can leave with our parents and our listeners? We have pastors and people who are leading all around the country and hopefully out of it. What are some things that we can all do to develop um, our leadership abilities and even our ability to communicate well, right where we're at, even if we don't have access to an, a phenomenal organization like NCFCA? Right. You know, I, I think the
2: the most important thing that we can do to build leadership Lisa, is to, you know, it starts at home and have those conversations, utilize time in the car at the dinner table. Um, I know that's a little bit of a lost idea, you know, having dinner together every night, but, you know, when you can, asking thoughtful questions um, that encourage your students to think critically, to identify, you know, underlying premises in their belief system um to flesh out opposition. You know, I encourage my leadership team um, to have to argue the other side. I mean to act, you know, kind of put that debate um mentality in into action um and say, okay, so argue for the side that you don't believe in.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, yeah. And really it really does force them to kind of take 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 the side of some some other you know, idea to put themselves in somebody else's shoes. And I think that's one of the things that we can do to build leadership skills is um, really force ourselves to stand in somebody else's position. Mm -hmm. And, And I know the reality is until you're Till you're in a position like that, you don't always know what you're going to do, but really to kind of flesh that out. And, you know, just having those conversations, it's the Socratic discussion,
1: mm-hmm.
2: you know, to, to really kind of push on um, the, the pieces so that when you do have an opportunity to step up and lead, when somebody asks you a question um, in the grocery store about who you're going to vote for or about what you believe, you know, based on, you know, something that you have on your t-shirt, you have the ability to do that and and developing that relationship, I think just naturally
1: gives you an opportunity to lead. Mm-hmm. We have, and we've actually talked about having dinner together as a family several mm-hmm. times over the course of this podcast. So I, we are all about family dinners. It, what you just said might be a little intimidating because sometimes as parents or even teachers, when we ask kids to really think about stuff, we might, it head into territory we know nothing about quickly, right? <laughs> right? So how do we get over that fear? Like, we don't have to have all the answers, do we? We do not have
2: to have all the answers. And I think, you know, Lisa, the, the most exciting thing is just being able to ask those questions to say, hmm, you know, that's a, a really good question. Let's, let's explore it together. And not Mm -hmm. be afraid to to go there. You know, certainly you want to be age appropriate and and careful with, um, you know, the ideas that you are exploring with young people. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that for us to be able to wrestle with life issues, you know, that's in our mission statement Mm -hmm. to um, help students address life issues from a biblical worldview in a manner that glorifies God. Mm -hmm. Because you know, unfortunately I grew up having a disconnect between church and faith mm-hmm. and just kind of what I would have called regular life. Okay. We, you know, we now view that as the secular and the sacred mm-hmm. and the reality is they're one and the same. Mm-hmm. And so really to be able to um, flesh that out and, 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 I know it's frightening when your when your students, especially, start to question their faith and wrestle that out. Um, but the reality is, being able to do that with them while they're still in your home is so incredibly valuable.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So when you're talking about current events, it often comes down to that very underlying value,
1: mm-hmm. you know.
2: And if it if that value is something like life or human rights, that those are things that are really great opportunities. And yes, it can be frightening, Mm -hmm. but really to kind of keep wrestling through it. And above all things, and I know you talk about it often, keep praying, Mm -hmm. you know, pray with your students, pray for your students, pray, you know, pray that the Lord gives you the wisdom to walk through that Um, and really
1: trust that his plan was good. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, getting back to a biblical worldview, I mean, we have talked about this before, how Biblical literacy is really mm-hmm. on the, it, it's waning. It, uh, people just don't have what we might consider basic biblical knowledge, some of the tried and true biblical stories and some mm-hmm. basic theology or whatever. So how, I mean, we were talking before about research that goes into doing summits and podcasts and stuff mm-hmm. like that. How, how do you uh, recommend people get started with research in areas that maybe they just want to develop or grow in, get on their own or with kids? Because that's a big part of what you teach and what you do, isn't it? It is. It absolutely is. Um, apologetics
2: is a is an event that we do, uh, obviously for competition, but our families train for that at home. So we mm-hmm. have a list of about eighty questions um, that, and that all by itself can seem daunting, um, but the kids are are prepared. Um, and work through and really develop answers there, you know, they do research at home as part of a Bible curriculum, or you could do it as, you know, your Sunday school, if you're a pastor um, or a Sunday school teacher. Um, I think it's valuable across the board to be able to study those. Those questions are actually out on our website in our resource library. Um, so folks can just go get that list and really, you know, kind of use that as the dinner table conversation. You know, and wow. talk about a question for a whole week or a whole month. You know, you figure um, even if it takes you a really long time to get through even a a, a few of those questions,
1: um, developing that literacy is really important. Mm-hmm. Wow, you know? what a great resource. So they can just go to, I'll put a link in the show notes. They can just go to your website, pull yep. off those 80 questions that are apologetics. And wow, what a great study. I mean, I yep. love free stuff. Um valuable free stuff. <laughs> Absolutely true. Yeah. I
2: would I would also say, Lisa, one of the things that I would would want to plug as a partner of ours. Um, worldview Academy is an organization that offers worldview training camps for young people. Um, so you can go out to their website and um, check out camps that happen around the country. Um, they're a week long and we encourage all of our families You know, really to build their skills if that's something if that's on their heart um, for learning to wrestle through questions of of what it means to have a biblical worldview.
1: Mm -hmm. Awesome. So your mission is is really helping kids dig deep into who they are and how they're going to share that truth, and obviously from a biblical point of view with a world that is maybe getting a little bit more chaotic. Um, It's. It certainly
2: is getting more chaotic. And, you know, our as an organization, we um, hope to prepare young people through offering competitive opportunities so that they can go out and communicate with integrity and grace, you know, cer- certainly um, skills and um, things that we really want to build, you know, for our young people mm-hmm. because it's going to be needed. You know, mm-hmm. it, it does seem like the world is getting more and more chaotic mm-hmm. and that um, integrity is not necessarily a valuable virtue anymore. And mm-hmm. of course we know, we know it is. Yeah. Uh, and so we, we want to be sure that our kids know that it's not okay to kind of cut, cut corners in order to win mm-hmm. or to um, get somebody to come over to your side. Mm-hmm. So I think there's some very practical application mm-hmm. you know, to what we do.
1: Right. We, we have talked about the difference between truth with a capital T and my truth or your truth. We've talked about that several times right. on this podcast. And that I, it, this might seem like a big, you know, a whole podcast plug for NCFCA. I hope you check it out because I'm I'm okay with that. Actually, it's a great organization. <laughs> and if you need to get your kids plugged into something that will utilize their time, um, build their transcript and prepare them for life, this is a great place to camp. And leadership skills like crazy because it teaches your kids how to serve, how mm-hmm. to think clearly, and how to be brave enough to go out into a world that desperately needs truth with a capital T. Anything else you'd like to share with our listeners before we sign off, Ken? Um, you know, I, I would just encourage you
2: to, to kind of jump in, whether it's going to be at, on a competitive level with NCFCA or whether it's on a local level to just have those conversations to take opportunities for young people to just be able to stand up in front of one another, whether it's even just within your family Mm -hmm. or um, within a small group in your community at your church, um, just to really get comfortable being able to share with others. And Mm -hmm. so I think through those opportunities, you know, families can really decide If competition is um, something that's interesting to them, if that's something that's going to drive their goals, then that's great. Otherwise, um, the communication skills are just things that everybody's going to need, no
1: matter what what they're going to be called to. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. We've talked about that over and over again. Um, And we'll be talking about communication again in January. (laughs) So we're going to camp on communication. (laughs) Um, Kim, it's been delightful to talk to you. And I will put lots of links in the show notes for the listeners and hope to have you back soon. That That sounds sounds great. great. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks, Kim.
0: Thank you for listening to Soft Skills 101, Life Skills for a Digital Age, sponsored by the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network and True North Homeschool Academy. True North offers live online classes and self-paced courses. We also offer special needs and struggling learners tutoring, as well as orienteering and academic advising. To True North, stay true.